Hello, everyone. My name is Ashley Matthews, and you're listening to the final episode of week three of our Advent Psalm series. That means that we have just one more week before our series draws to a close and Christmas comes. Before we read the psalm, just a quick word about that. Regardless of how you're feeling, whether you're feeling ready, steady in your soul, or not, Christmas will come. And I mean that as a word of comfort, actually. Our panic, our fatigue, our lack of present buying, or our overscheduling, what we've done or haven't done, or how we're feeling, none of it will ultimately keep Christmas from coming. It will come just the same. And the reason that I hope that that's good news for you is because what I mean to say is that it doesn't all depend on you. Just like the coming of Jesus doesn't ultimately all depend on me or us or you. Ultimately, he is the one who has chosen to come into the world. He is the one who is coming into my life. Whatever I've done or haven't done isn't the determining factor. His coming is a grace. Christmas is a grace. Now, of course, this whole season we've been reflecting on why it matters that we make room, why it matters that we watch and wait, why it matters that we're ready. But just in case you need a reminder, ultimately, it doesn't all depend on you. Today or tomorrow, His grace abounds. So let's make it a point, maybe right now, before we hear the psalm together, to surrender to God whatever anxiety or pressure or guilt we might be carrying, even as we listen. And let's just try to receive this morning or this evening the grace that's coming towards us, that is coming towards us. Thanks be to God. Our psalm for today is Psalm 112. We'll read, then we'll reflect and pray together. The psalmist writes, Praise the Lord. Happy are those who fear the Lord, who greatly delight in his commandments. Their descendants will be mighty in the land, The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. They rise in the darkness as a light for the upright. They are gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with those who deal generously and lend, who conduct their affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. They will be remembered forever. They are not afraid of evil tidings. Their hearts are firm, secure in the Lord. Their hearts are steady. They will not be afraid. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. They have distributed freely. They have given to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn is exalted in honor. The wicked see it and are angry. They gnash their teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked 
comes to nothing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. I will confess to you that reading this psalm makes me a little uncomfortable. I get very nervous when Christians start talking about how God has blessed them for what they've done or believed, especially with things like wealth and riches. I wish I could say with a psalmist that all of the faithful people I have ever known are blessed with that kind of happiness. But of course, that's not true. A great many of the faithful people I know are not wealthy, nor do they have riches in their house. It's a dangerous business to try to draw those kinds of correlations between faith and favor, at least favor as the world sees it. Jesus had a lot to say about the dangers of money and materialism, of course. Uh, He, in fact, seems to think that those things make living a life of faith much harder, actually. There's that bit about the camel and the needle you'll likely remember. So what's going on? Is this just wishful thinking for the psalmist, a kind of pep talk or pretend world, a fantasy or daydream in which everything works out for all the faithful people he knows and the wicked come to nothing? Because in the world that we all know, this world, the wicked are too often seeming to do just fine. Lying, stealing, cheating, vanity, greed. Uh, they literally pay off for a lot of people. Except, of course, when they don't. As you can guess, probably, I do think that the psalm is more than a pious daydream. This isn't just a pep talk or a fantasy. I think he means it. I think he knows people who are happy because they fear the Lord. I think he knows people who count what they have, regardless of what it is or how much it is, as a fortune, as more than enough. And it's out of that feeling of abundance that they are just and generous toward those who need help. I think he knows people whose fear of the Lord has made them unafraid. He writes, They are not afraid of evil tidings. Their hearts are firm, secure in the Lord. Their hearts are steady. They will not be afraid. In other words, these righteous ones do not live in constant fear of bad news. Their hearts are firm and steady, because their hearts are full of the Lord's commandments, literally the words of Scripture, the words of God. And I do know people like this. Their favor is not the world's favor, though they may have some of that too, but it's not what you remember about them, and it's not what concerns them most. Their favor is in and from the Holy Spirit, 
What's money compared to contentment? Even when there's only a little, these people have the ability to give because to them that little came from a big God and it all belongs to him anyway. That giving, that trusting, it makes them happy and it gives them courage because there is no bad news, no evil tiding that will ever surprise or overcome their God. And this keeps their hearts steady, even when they have to hear it. So I'm just going to pause and let you take a moment to call to mind someone you know who's generous and courageous in this way. Think about who they are and how they are. We'll pause for just a moment. This psalm is not propaganda for the prosperity gospel. And maybe you've never read it that way, but just in case you have, and it hurts you to hear or hurts you to read, I believe that this psalm is a call and an encouragement to God's people who actually may have quite little in the eyes of the world, not to forget that the fear of the Lord is free. It's not just for the able-bodied, for the successful. The word of God is available to all of us in every season and every circumstance. So if we're in need of happiness or in need of courage or generosity, what the psalmist is trying to say is that we don't have to enslave ourselves to a world that can only give you stuff. We can be free. And what better favor is there really than that? So as we close, I want to invite you to consider or call to mind what you feel like you're lacking. What do you not have that you wish you had? Are you unhappy? What might the psalm be saying to you as a word of encouragement? Are you anxious and afraid? What might the psalm be saying to you? Are you struggling with a lack of generosity? What do you hear the Lord saying to you? Let's take a few moments now just to pray and reflect, and then we'll close together. God of all comfort and giver of grace. Have mercy, Lord. 
Help us, Holy Spirit. Where we are in need, Lord, of more of your favor, more of your blessing, more of your spirit, will you come, Lord? Give us what we need. It is our joy, Lord, our heritage, our hope to look to you for the things that no one else can give. We bless you, Jesus. We love you, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Grace and peace, friends.